Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, RIC Rick Saratella, in the place to be on location at the headquarters here in New Jersey, but just 12 days away from that 2017 NFL Draft. Down the turnpike in Philadelphia, we'll be on location bringing you wall-to-wall coverage of the whole draft. The behind-the-scenes leading up to the draft will be down there all week long. And uh, we have another player spotlight show brought to you by PremierAthleteAdvisors.com. Check out PremierAthleteAdvisors.com, all you future NFL draft prospects. And we're going to get right into our guest today because uh, I've been looking forward to this one. We had a chance to speak with him at the AAC Media Day. We uh, caught his interview at the podium uh, at the Combine. We had a chance to catch up once again at his pro day circuit, and he hit what I like to call the uh, the NFL draft process grand slam. I mean, this man crushed it at the Combine. Uh, he crushed his pro day workout and had a very good uh, performance during the week of the Senior Bowl. He is UConn defensive back Obi Melifanwu. He joins us right now on the Player Spotlight Show. And, Obi, i got to start off and make sure that I am pronouncing your name because I've been going on all these radio shows, talking you up, and wondering, am I saying Obi Meli Farnwu correctly? Yes, you are saying it correct. Okay, so we're on point here, and uh, I'm glad that we're doing that. Now, listen, my man, uh, you've been busy. Uh, you've been on the – NFL World Tour, according to reports, I know you've been visiting a lot of teams and, and you've been a busy man, so we appreciate the time here today. But we talked about the draft process, uh, you know, excelling at every aspect. And let's start off with the Senior Bowl because I think, you know, at that point in time, back in January, you look around a lot of uh, draft boards, uh, the scouting community, maybe not in that first round conversation as of yet. And I think that's kind of where you began to turn heads, gain attention. And I'm sure you spoke with a bunch of teams uh, down there at the senior ball. What was that experience like for you? Uh, first, I'd like to thank God for the opportunity to uh, appear on this uh, draft Bible. But um, the experience at the senior ball was definitely something that, that I'll never forget. Um, being part of the Bears coaching staff and just meeting all the players and getting to compete at a high level and showing uh, my my versatility was definitely something that I that I was excited about. And Obi, we should give you the proper introduction. Welcome to the show. I got so excited to talk to you today. But uh, coming in six foot four, two hundred and twenty five pounds at that combine, where the buzz continued to grow. Uh, of course, the four four forty, the forty four uh, vert, the eleven eight broad. Everybody knows. Uh, the story or everybody into the draft knows that story. They paid attention to it very well. But uh, what was it like at the Combine? Again, a hot commodity, meeting with a lot of teams, uh, up real late at night, uh, up early in the morning, kind of uh, putting your mental uh, capacity to the test in in addition to wanting to see you physically out there performing in the positional drills. Take us through the week there and and, uh, what it was like on the hot seat behind closed doors with NFL teams. It was definitely um, definitely something that you really couldn't prepare for, like you said. Um, a lot of a lot of late nights, early mornings that that I, that I wanted to go through for a long time. I mean, I grew up playing football from the age of nine, so I was definitely ready for it uh, mentally. It definitely it definitely was it definitely was a, was a struggle mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, I'm glad I went through with it. Uh, meeting with all the team, meeting with a lot of teams was great. I got to meet a lot of GMs, a lot of head coaches, um, and just get a feel for for the room and and how it would be in the locker room and how it would be on the coaching staff. And then meeting all the players down there, uh, it was just definitely a blessing and an opportunity to to be to be able to perform with them at a high level. And then obviously, of course, um, the actual the actual testing went well as well. Um, that was definitely something that I that I wanted to do do well from from training with at ASPI in Tampa, Florida, and I'm glad I got the opportunity to show people my my real athleticism. And we didn't stop there because that was uh, at the end of February. Then you fast forward to March and you worked out once again in front of all the NFL teams in attendance at your pro day workout and boy you you just looked like you were in the zone you were laser focused uh very smooth back pedal uh fluid hip, hips one of the best pro day performances i've actually witnessed and i walked out of there just saying to myself boy i mean that's what a first round player looks like to me and i i thought it was the icing on the cake and i thought it was a credit to you i mean you could have um I think you, you ran the short shuttle again. You could have sat on uh, your time, and, and I think the fact that you performed once again not only showed your competitive spirit, but it also helped, I think, some of your teammates because it gave a reason for scouts to want to come out see you again and get your teammates some love and some shine and some opportunity to compete in front of all these scouts because it was a packed house at that UConn Pro Day. I don't think it was as crowded in previous years. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I'm definitely a person that likes to compete. Um, I think I think the pro day just really, like you said, put the icing on the cake. A lot of guys, a lot of a lot of players, a lot of people might have think might have thought that you know the, the combine was a fluke, or maybe or maybe they didn't see what they wanted to see. So I definitely wanted to go back on pro, and pro day and show them that I can I can really move around like that. That I'm really fluid and I have really fluid hips, and I wanted to show everybody why I think I'm the best. I'm the best safety in the draft. Um, I definitely wanted to show that I could move my hips and, and, and be versatile and play a lot of different things, whether it's have range to play in the post or have coverage skills to, to drop my hips and, and play corner. Um, I definitely think it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was the right way to end, to end process besides the interviews. And, I mean, from, from here on out, I mean, I, I feel like I've done everything. I've done everything that, that, I, that I can to um, be a first-round pick. But that's not up to me, so I mean, I I just I'm just gonna wait and see. Yeah, and you know, you'd be following in the footsteps of uh, your former teammate Byron Jones, of course, Donald Brown going in the first round. But the one thing that stood out to me, uh, talking to you post pro day, was the the fact that DBU over here at UConn. I mean, you truly b- believe that the Huskies there are building the 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 current and maybe the new title holders of DBU between yourself and, and Byron, Andrew Adams, uh, guys like Tyvon Branch and Darius Butler paving the way for you. You guys really got something going on there in UConn. Yeah, we're not, we're not as hyped up as the other, as the other SEC teams, the big 12 teams, but, but like you see in the like history is shown, uh, we have a lot of, we have a lot of current DBs in the draft. Um, also, um, Lady Ray Wilson and, and Dwayne Grass, 
that are also that are all doing well in the league. So I'm just I just want to be able to to be able to continue that legacy and be another great DB that comes out of that comes out of the University of Connecticut. You know, the other thing that stood out to me is kind of this chip you carry around, and it's not it's not it doesn't come across as like uh, you know you're angry about it, but you kind of stored in the memory bank and, and always remember coming out of high school, not many offers there. You weren't such a hot commodity and you kind of carried that around. I'm curious at the NFL, if teams bypass on you, are you going to kind of file that for the memory bank and, and make them pay later on down the road as well? Uh, of course. Um, I always think in this league, you have to be playing for something or, or you're not going to last very long. And I think, not having any offers coming out of high school except for the University of Connecticut, not even by any D2 schools is definitely something I carry, um, definitely a chip I carry on my shoulder. And then if I if I really don't go, if I really don't go that high, if I really don't go on the first, um, that's definitely another chip I'm going to carry on my shoulder. But at the end of the day, you, you see a lot of players that, that go undrafted free agents that spend nine years in the NFL. So that would just uh, definitely be another, another, um, another reason to push harder and, and prove and prove everybody wrong. Obi Melifalu here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, Rick Saratella. We're catching up with him one final time before the NFL Draft, just 12 days away. And, you know, you mentioned you're the best safety in the draft, Obi. And, you know, this past season, a lead in the team, 128 tackles, 24 tackles against Tulane, uh, four interceptions. But, you were used in a, a bunch of different ways. As you mentioned, you know, you could line up that corner, played some slot, uh, can cover, even outside linebacker in, in some short yardage situations. Now you've gone through the process. I'm sure you've spoken and, and met with formally or informally just about every NFL team. I mean, it, is the feedback coming to you? And I know, you know, you might not want to say one way or the other, and I respect that, and I know you have a team-first mentality, but are you getting a consensus feeling as to what position teams like you most, or do you still think that it's a case-by-case scenario where some teams like you here, other teams like you there, and you really don't know or have a, a clear-cut vision what position you'll play in the NFL? It's definitely team-by-team. Um, team. Some teams are value me as a corner, other teams value me as a safety, a free safety, other teams value me as a box safety. That's another reason why I think I'm the best in a, um, the best safety in the NFL draft because not a, not, not a lot. You can't say that a lot of the other safeties are being looked in different positions, which gives me more versatility, which which allows me to play a lot of different things and a lot of diff- play on a lot of different people and just really be an asset to any, any team that I get drafted by. Do you think that's the X factor that separates you? Is it the versatility or is it the other stuff we talked about, the instincts, uh, the footwork, the the fundamentally sound aspect of the game? Is there is there one thing that you think separates you from the other safeties or do you think it's just a combination of all your attributes that these teams are going to want to work with? It's definitely it's definitely a combination of all the of all the attributes. Um, like I just said, being able to play corner, uh, free safety, or strong safety, um, being being as big as I am, as tall as I am, as heavy as I am, being able to move around like um like I'm five ten, one ninety five, is um, definitely rare, um, and that's something that that hasn't been in the NFL for a long time. 
So I definitely think I definitely think it gives me an edge and is is the reason why I'm the best safety in the NFL draft. Well, you know, you say it's something we haven't seen in a long time. I'm not quite sure we've ever seen somebody your size, your speed. Uh I mean this to me is what the cornerbacks maybe five, ten years down the road, the future of the NFL uh could could look like what you are right now. And I, I think the the line between safeties and corners is eventually going to blur as well because as this NFL, as you can see, becomes more wide open, more pass-orientated, you're seeing these tight ends now that are like wide receivers. The, 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 the slot cover corners are just as valuable, are considered starters at this point. I think when you play defensive back in the NFL now, you've got to be able to cover. You've got to be able to tackle. You've got to have those – those ball hawk instincts. So I think we're getting a glimpse into what the NFL is eventually going to become when you talk about the secondary at the next level. So um, just a few thoughts there as we are joined by Obi Malafamu, kind enough to take some time out of his busy schedule on the, on the world tour. Uh, not where's Waldo, but where's Obi? Can you find him? If you Google his name, you'll see him. Uh, the reports are out there. He's everywhere and he's a hot commodity. Uh, Ovi, I got to ask you, you know, we've talked about all these um, strengths of your game leading up to the draft here. Obviously, you you were doing some positional work in in addition to testing for the measurables. Uh, What was an area of your game that you wanted to get better at that you worked on trying to improve? Um, Definitely breaking on the ball, my weight weight drop. and being more instinctual, but that that also comes with experience and playing the game of football and playing safety because I've only been playing that for four years, five years now. So definitely just just keep just just to keep working on my footwork and anything that can help me get better fundamentally, um, and just really and just really trying to make it just really trying to make it to the next level. And I know you know the film study has become a huge aspect of your game. You said, you know, that's the scary part is you're still developing as a safety. I think there's a a lot of room for you yet to grow as a player. And as you continue to get better, because uh, were you a running back in high school is my understanding. And then you had the track and field background, but was it, was it running back your main position in high school or? Yes. Running back was my main position in high school. Okay, so maybe you know we get a glimpse of the footwork and how that converted from running back to uh, defensive back there, and you know uh, talking about your game between the lines, Obi. I, I kind of want to give our listeners uh, a little bit uh, more information about your your personal background outside uh, the playing field because you do have a, a, an intriguing story uh, from the research that I've done. You were actually born in London, England. Uh, your parents were born in Nigeria, and then you actually moved to the U.S. at the age of three, from from what I've read. But uh, probably too young to remember all that. But that diverse background that you have—I mean, how has it influenced you uh, just growing up and and moving forward to this point here today? Um, it's definitely influenced me. Uh, I've I've been. I grew up in Birmingham, Massachusetts, and I moved to Grafton, Massachusetts, where I call my hometown in the middle of, in the middle of um, sixth grade. Actually, that's a funny story because that's a funny story because my um, Pop Warner coach used to bring me to practice every day, for pay for a taxi to bring me to practice um, until until that year was over. But it's definitely it's definitely influenced 
especially influenced me in a lot of ways. I've seen a lot of different things. Um, I know how to I know how to approach a lot of different people and how to speak to a lot of different people. And it's honestly it's honestly been nothing nothing but help. My experiences. Yeah, and you know the NFL is is it seems like they're growing a, a bigger presence out there in London every year. Now they're up to playing four games a year, and they eventually want to play eight games out in London a year. So there's a good chance you could wind up with one of these teams to go out and visit and play in London. And wouldn't that be a cool and unique experience for you? I mean, I wouldn't want nothing more than to than to be able to go back, been able to get the chance to go back because of football. And I've just been I've just been always busy. So definitely the NFL is definitely gonna gonna be something that allows me to to go back and, and travel and, and do things and do things that I really haven't had the chance to do in a, in a long time. Yeah, I, I would think you you could maybe be the most marketable player to that uh, market. And the other thing I came across that was interesting is you have a younger brother playing at Syracuse. Is that accurate? Yeah, uh, he actually just he actually signed his letter of intent in February and he's going to play there um, in the fall. I mean, he's that that right there is going to be an unbelievable football player. Um, right now, he's he's a lot smarter than me, a lot more instinctual. So I mean, the sky's the limit for him. And I tell him all the time to just keep his head down and and keep and keep doing what he's doing, and and he'll and he'll definitely eventually make it make it to the next level. Wow, uh, with that scouting report, he's already moving up the draft Bible big board already. Um, <laughs> I got to ask now. Growing up, being the older brother, obviously you got a few years on him, and you speak very highly of his game. But what what were those uh, competitive backyard football games like growing up? Man, I have an older brother. Uh, even my sister used to play football with us. I have an older cousin. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. We used to play on the street. I mean, we used to play tackle football on the grass. So so being around us definitely it definitely made him the most athletic and the most and the most gifted football player out of all of us. And, you know, how about something that we might not know about you, uh, maybe something that NFL teams might not know about you, but at this point they probably interrogated you so much that <laughs> you've been asked it all. Um, Two-part question. I mean, is there something we might not know about you? And then also – some people, some players get it. Some players don't get it. Uh, any kind of crazy out of left field question that you've been asked during the draft process. I know we heard one story. A player uh, said that the team, you know, got into a staring contest with them and just wanted to see how long it would take until he would blink. But uh, did you get any crazy stuff like that? No, actually, I didn't get anything crazy like that. I've, I've heard stories like that. Um, Honestly, all my all my uh, all my interviews, all my formal meetings, informal meetings have all been really, really productive, really cool. Um, they just wanted to get me. To, they just wanted to know me as a player. Um, and it was just it was just good conversation, and we just talked. We just talked football. Okay, and and when they ask you, you know, why they should draft Obi Melufanwu, what's been your response to NFL teams? I mean, I tell them the same response every time that that they should draft me because that'd be the best the best decision they've made in the NFL draft and I just bring so much value to a team. I'm a great team player, I'm dependable, I'm accountable, and I'm a guy that that loves to learn and, and wants to be and wants to be the best player that he can be and also wants to change the game of football like you said. Now, 
now maybe ten years down the line you'll see you'll see guys like me playing corner and I wanna set that and I wanna set that trend. Yeah, I can dig it. Um you know, what what's next? Where do you go here now? I mean we're twelve days away. You you've been on the move. You you still have more traveling in your future here or what's on the agenda here for the next twelve days leading up to the draft? Uh I definitely I, I have one I have one more to go and um definitely on the agenda is just to just to go back home, hang out with my family, hang out with my friends, um, hang out with my girlfriend. Uh, before the NFL draft and on the NFL draft, hopefully, hopefully it's a it's a great experience for all of us. And any draft weekend plans? Did you did you get that far? What you'll be doing during the draft? Will you uh, be paying attention to what's going on? Or are you just going to hang out? Or, or did you not get that far yet? Uh, I I know I know um, I've decided I'm going to stay home for the NFL draft. Um, spend it with my family. Spend it with the people that have been around me. Um, from day one, um, that have been really the biggest support system, and just and just enjoy it with them. Very good. This has been a great interview, and and before we uh, let you go here, I always like to give the platform to all our players. I know it's been a long draft process, uh, and and even you know your career from a youth footballer all the way up to now. If there's anybody. Uh, that you want to give a shout out to, a thank you, anything you want to mention that we haven't covered, uh, the stage is yours, Obi. Uh, I definitely want to give um, thanks to God for allowing me the opportunity. Um, he's blessed me, I mean, tremendously since the day I was born. My mom, uh, my four brothers, my sister, uh, my best friends, uh, Jordan Floyd, Josh Hamilton, Alyssa Gardia, my girlfriend, Alyssa Okada. Um, and just really all the people that have that have supported me throughout this whole process, fans, um, students, student body, um, I'd like to say say thank you, and um, I don't I don't I don't plan on disappointing you. Well, I thank you, and you know we've had a chance to cross paths several times across the draft process, and I'm hoping I get to catch up with you in an NFL training camp. Where that will be, we'll find out in about 12 days or so from now. But uh, once again, Obi, we really appreciate the time. We look forward to where you wind up playing on Sundays, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. I appreciate it, Rick. All right, there you have it. Obi Melufanwu, a guy that we've put on your radar before the season even started, we brought you the interview at that AAC Media Day and tried to tell you, folks, this is a name you need to know for the 2017 NFL Draft. That's what we've been doing since 2002, and we followed his path to the draft and uh, the big performances such as uh, 24 tackles against Tulane and uh, big games against Navy in the past and such. So, you know, here we are 12 days away, and everybody's talking about Jamal Adams and, and Malik Hooker and Jabril Peppers, but I got news for you, folks. You heard it here first. Don't be surprised if this man, Obi Melofamu, comes off the board uh, before uh, uh, one or two of those safeties that everybody's talking about and coming out of UConn. You know, listen, the mainstream media may not be uh, paying you that UConn football program the respect it deserves, but you see it from the NFL scouts from around the league. You saw it from all the players or all the scouts who attended the pro day workout, even after the amazing combine, I mean, there was nothing left to prove 
after that combine performance. And, uh, you know, the team still were intrigued, still wanted to see more. And I think, like we discussed on the show, I mean, it was the icing on the cake, just hit the ball out of the park along the way, uh, senior bowl, combine, pro day. And, you know, he's still talking to teams. There's teams that still want to talk to him. So he has only one scheduled right now. But when he wakes up tomorrow, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a couple more interviews scheduled. But, you know, this is the guy uh, that, you know, we've been trying to tell you about. And we look forward to that uh, NFL draft and where he does land. And, you know, wherever he goes, he's going to be a plug-and-play starter, immediate impact uh, contributor. Hopefully he's in the East Coast range so we can bring you his update uh, come training camp. And wouldn't it be nice uh, maybe here in Jersey, if I could be a little bit greedy and selfish to see him in one of these New York uniforms or Philly uniforms, we wouldn't mind that too much, or New England uniforms. But wherever he lands, uh, you know, we're big fans here at the NFL Draft Bible. He's been on our radar for quite some time, a four-year starter, an impact player. And uh, that's what we do here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, bringing you the names you need to know since 2002 today. We were brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out premierathleteadvisors.com. And, you know, while we're talking about sports agents, one of the best in the business also, Chris Martin over at OTG Sports. I got to give him a shout-out along with Sarah over there for for helping us out along the way and, you know, uh, giving us some access to Ovi and getting him on the show. So check out uh, OTG Sports, and then also check out NFLDraftBible.com. We have all the scouting reports, player interviews, on-location coverage, and, of course, we'll be down at Philadelphia all week long. Uh, We'll get down there on April the 23rd. We'll bring you an update with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tryout on the 23rd in Philadelphia, and then we kick off our behind-the-scenes access. We've got all kinds of uh, VIP parties and behind-the-scenes events that, you know, while the NFL GMs and execs and scouts are are, are stacking up their boards and, uh, you know, doing all their last-second tweaks, we'll be bringing you the behind-the-scenes coverage of the NFL red carpet and NFL Play 60 events like we have done in years past. So we appreciate all the support. Of course, you can always follow us on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible. We do a great job of putting all of our information up there. And then the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium 2018, we've already taken uh, player nominations. We had 130 scouts down there uh, at the third annual College Gridiron Showcase in Texas, 111 NFL scouts, 130 with all the CFL teams. So if you're a 2018 prospect, you want to get nominated, you can either do one of the two following. Email me, ric at nfldraftbible.com, or you can log on cgsallstar.com and nominate yourself. We will uh, review your credentials and see if you can make that watch list that we will release in May. And then one last note here is uh, goparabolic.com. Goparabolic.com. Check out their brand-new world-class indoor training facility. It's the largest east of the Mississippi. So goparabolic.com for all that information. And uh, it's another edition in the books. Everybody enjoy your Easter Sunday tomorrow. We'll be back on Monday with another player spotlight interview. We'll have ECU quarterback Philip Nelson, who made some noise out there at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Of course, training at Test Football Academy. We're going to bring you his story. And then on Tuesday, 
another guy in my neck of the woods, Villanova offensive tackle, Brad Seaton, another hot commodity. He's been on the move. I know Denver showed some interest. Uh, the Patriots are another team that, you know, you're seeing reported tied to him. And uh, I've had some scouts hit me up for additional information because he was a college gridiron showcase participant this past year where he was uh, one of the standout performers. So we'll have his story on Tuesday and then uh, we'll kick it into high gear. We got the seven round mock draft uh, rankings coming out and then our rankings one through 1000. And uh, one thing I can tell you is uh, Obi Melifanwu, our guest just now will be on our first round board for sure. So don't be surprised when you hear that name called on April the 27th. Of course, we'll be in the building for all the on-location coverage. Till the next time, everybody. We appreciate all the love, all the support. We thank Obi. We thank OTG Sports. And, of course, we thank you, the listeners, for making this show the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show.